My name is Mariana Smith, and I am the host of Wisdom for the Journey. I'm so glad you're here. On this podcast, we talk about having a good relationship with yourself and others, how to handle the difficult things life throws at you, and we share little bits of wisdom to help you throughout your own unique journey. The topic for today is faith. Today, I'm with Rebecca Douglas. Rebecca, could you take a moment to share a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your career, any other things that you would like to share? Okay, well, thank you for having me today. Um, I grew up in Salisbury, just north of Charlotte, uh, but I've been in Charlotte since 1972. So Charlotte has really become home. Uh, I'm from a family of five girls and more nieces and nephews and great nieces and nephews than I can even count. I am married to one of the sweetest guys that um, God picked out for me, and we've been married for 33 years. We are the proud parents of numerous fur babies. Um, I recently retired from the financial industry where I worked in the areas of customer service, which I like. I like helping others and compliance. I like following the rules. So that's some um, that kind of wraps me up in a nutshell. <laughs> right. So first, we're going to go into our journeys and our relationship with this topic, which is faith. So I'll go ahead and start. I am okay. 14 years old, and both, if you guys didn't know this about me, both of my parents are pastors. So I was, I'm extremely lucky to be raised in a household where I'm at church every single Sunday, and I've just learned a lot about Christ. And I have, as I'm getting older, I'm starting my personal relationship with God. And I typically feel like, and I feel like this is a problem with a lot of people, like I'm not allowed to have doubts. And I have been having more and more doubts as I've gotten older. And I think that I'm just learning more and more that it's normal to have doubts. And we just have to help. We need help and we need to pray to overcome those doubts. So you can go ahead and start on yours. Well, as um, I remember... 14 was a pretty difficult age for me, Um, and I think it's basically because I had limited life experiences um, that I think helped you grow your faith. I was a little bit of a late bloomer, Um, but probably the biggest event that had an impression on me was when my father died, and I was 23 years old. He was such a major influence in my life especially around work and around family. Um, He taught his girls, uh, as I said, there were five of us, that there was nothing that we could not accomplish uh, if we put our minds to it and and worked hard and put effort into it. But after his death, um, I believe that's when my real faith uh, began to uh, grow. Uh, My mother and I grew very close as we tried to navigate life without my dad. Um, And little by little, as um, life throws challenges uh, at you, I began to grow closer to God. Um, It was a a journey for me, and it still is. Um, I'm still growing, and I'm 65 years old. So don't think that um, when you reach a certain age that it's going to be done. Because I don't believe that it is. I believe you continue to grow every day. All right. So I am going to, we're going to go into some questions now. All right. 
right, so like I said before, we're going to go into some questions. Um, we might have some conversation. Um, but our first question is, what would you tell your 14-year-old self about faith? For me, when I was 14 years old, everything was very dramatic. Every instant, every event that happened was devastating or the most wonderful thing. It was highs and lows. But what I remember most is um, I was just beginning to have some life experiences. And I've realized that that faith for me has been very slow growing. Um, it's kind of like a tree. Um, and it continues to grow today. Um, I would tell myself not to take every little incident that happened to me so seriously um because sometimes when you're when you're that age when you're young and you haven't had a lot of life experiences your first experience with a particular issue can be pretty traumatic but it's really not nearly as serious as we make it to be um but Always remember that tomorrow's another day. You get to hit the restart button every day. And just ask God to be with you, and he'll lead you on the way. Yeah, yeah. So what do you believe is the opposite of faith? Um, doubt, um, worry, insecurity uh, about how an outcome is going for a situation is going to work out. Um, as I said a few minutes ago, our imagination usually makes things much worse than they actually are. Um, but um, that that's, faith comes into learning from those life experiences that we go through and seeing how God turns them around, how we really don't necessarily have a control over that situation. But if we turn it over to God, he has he has a he has the situation under control. Right. And I would like to jump in here. Um, I've had multiple conversations about this. And I think that in faith, it's believing something that you don't see. And I think in faith, there is hope. So I think another opposite of faith is hopelessness. Right. So not having hope in what's there. I've struggled with hopelessness before, and I've struggled with anxiety, and um, it's just such a hard feeling, and it's hard to have doubts, but um, what I have to keep reminding myself every day is that you can be forgiven for having doubts and feeling hopeless, and that's just something that I have to remind myself of every day. Well, I don't know that, um, I, I don't look at doubt as being something to be forgiven for. I think it's, um, I think God welcomes us to question yeah. situations. And um, he, he gave us, he gave us a mind to think. And when we use that and exercise that, it yeah. kind of, strengthens that faith muscle yeah you know but i understand what you said about hopelessness because when you when you feel so lost that you see no way out of the situation that's 
that's when you can turn it over to God and just be blown away by what he does with a, a given situation. Uh, he's a much better problem solver than we are. Yeah, and I think it's hard to think like God's bigger than what we go through in life, and he's bigger than the doubts that we have. And I right. think that's something very important to remember. Right. So number three is when did you start to develop your own personal relationship with God? Well, we um we always went to um church growing up, um, but we didn't talk so much about Jesus and God. I mean, not at home. Uh, and I guess my first real instance was when my father died and I was 23 years old. Um, he had been that strong, supportive male that I needed in my life. And he all of a sudden was gone. Um, he was he was the one that I turned to for all kind of questions or problems or just, you know, um, well, Dad, how do I do this? Or what do you think I should do about this? And I could always trust that he was going to give me the best advice possible. Uh, he was very loving and protective of his family. Um, he was the perfect dad to raise a house full of girls. But all of a sudden, he was gone. Yeah. And that that was, um, my world kind of fell apart for a little bit then. Uh, but I do remember um, on a particular event after um, he passed away, I was faced with a decision that um, scared me to death. And I just, I guess I didn't trust myself enough to, um, to believe that I was going to make the right decision. So I tried solving it on my own, and which was pretty much a disaster. And when I realized that I could not solve it, I fell to my knees and I asked God for help. And after quite a few tears and a lot of uh, hand uh, squeezing, um, all of a sudden there was just a, a calm that came over me. And it was, you know, it was almost like God spoke to me, this is what you need to do. And so I followed that, and within a few days, the whole situation had resolved itself. Yeah. And uh, it's just, you know, it was, a, it was a simple solution that I was trying to make very complicated. Yeah. And he showed me the way. Yeah. Um, so, oh, I feel like I was going to, okay. So, as I said before, um, I struggle with, and I struggled with, anxiety, um, mm -hmm. which I won't go into, but I was, I was in a really hard part of my life, and um, I had someone say to me, try to pray, and I realized I haven't really been doing much of that. I haven't been mm -hmm. spending time with God, but going mm -hmm. to church and doing this stuff, but I haven't really spent time with God. So my relationship with God is definitely not done growing, like, at all. But I think just, and it sometimes feels very scary starting a relationship with God because it feels just very big and very new. And so I just started by simple steps. I started to pray every night. 
and it just grows over time. So I think what I want to say is growing a relationship with God is not something big and scary. It just happens step by step. Right. Um, so how often do you pray? Well, I, I pray every night before I go to sleep. Um, sometimes I don't make it all the way to the amen. But and then um, I pray <laughs> for some reason when I get up and take a shower in the morning. I guess I, I don't know why, but my thoughts are always with God. And then um, I, I guess that's starting my day out. Uh, but then I pray little what I call popcorn prayers during the day when either uh, we've gotten a prayer request from a friend or there's a particular um, situation that I feel like I really want him to take and handle. Uh, that came about a lot when I was working and had to deal with um, uh, the negative side of managing employees. Uh, I always, before I met with him, I always asked him, please put your words uh, into my thoughts and out my mouth because I want this, I, the end result is I want it to be positive for both me and the employee. So I, you know, I, um, and I, I, I pray to him, I, I, I look at it more like talking to him, you know, like you would talk to somebody that's sitting beside you while you're driving. You know, it's like if I'm in a difficult situation in traffic, it's like, Lord, you know what I need? I need some help here. And yeah, you know, I, I think he I think he pays attention to that. I think he wants to be involved in every aspect of our lives. But um, I think we are also um, independent enough and a little bit stubborn to think that we can handle everything ourselves. Uh, but I think he I really think he wants to be involved with as much as we will let him be involved with. Um, and, uh, okay, so our next one is, do you still have doubts? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Not as often as I used to, uh, because, um, I've been through more life experiences where he has turned situations around and the outcome of that situation is far better than I could have imagined or, or, you know, that I could have even dreamed up. You know, it's just, um, he truly, I believe he truly wants the very best for us. And if we will just let him and get out of his way, yeah. um, I think he'll show us some amazing things. Yeah. So our next one is how can you tell when you feel God's presence? Well, for me, um, it's a sense of calmness that comes over me when you're, you talked about anxiety um, uh, a few minutes ago, and I can, I can also get very anxious and very worked up about circumstances that are especially beyond my control. And that's been something that's been hard for me to learn is that there really is so very little that we are truly in control of. Yeah. He's in control of everything. But to me, it's when um, a, a sense of peace comes over me and um, I just, you know, 
whatever you're feeling, the anxiety, the turmoil, just kind of calms down like a like a water, like water in a pond where you don't see any ripples or anything like that. And um, that's that's when I feel like he's got his hand on me. Um, I've never had a divine other than I feel like I've kind of heard him a time or two talk to me audibly, even though I couldn't really characterize his voice. But I knew the answer was from him. So um, I have felt God's presence, I think, twice. And they were both very, very different. Mm -hmm. um, my first time, I was, I was at church, and I just made a big decision. And I didn't know if it was right. I was like, is this the right thing to do? Um, mm -hmm. And we started singing, and I kind of started crying because I'm very emotional. But I just felt, like you said before, like this sense of peace and calm kind mm -hmm. of just come over me. And the other time, it was also when I was thinking about a decision, and I feel like God was telling me to do something, and I really didn't want to do it. Like, I really, really did not want to do it. Been there. <laughs> I felt this weight on my shoulders, and I started shaking. I was like, I need to do this. This is like God telling me that I need to do it. And then I did it, and it just kind of went away. Like, it wasn't an actual weight on my shoulders, but I just right. felt like... Yeah. So how would you define grace? That's the next one. Um, I think grace from God or from even each other is something that is freely given to you out of love. Yeah. It's not something that you've earned. It's not something that um, uh, you deserve. Uh, but it's, um, and it doesn't matter whether it's actions or deeds or words. It's just something that someone gives you because they love you. Yeah. Um, and um, that's, I think that's a hard concept for a lot of people to grasp. Uh, because it's always been, well, if I'm, if I do all of this, then I'll have his approval. Or if I, um, you know, accomplish this, then I'll be happy and I'll have his approval. And I think where God is concerned, he's happy with us the way we are because he created us that way. Yeah. And um, so it's just, it's it's amazing that he gives us, gives it to us, no strings attached. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... Our next question, which um, is very close to me, um, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about is, is it okay if you haven't had a big aha God moment yet? So, like, just a big, like, sobbing, like, divine God moment yet, or even if you haven't had even, like, a little God moment yet. And right. I'll, I'll go ahead and say something um, here, but I've heard a lot of my friends talk to me like God hasn't spoken to me yet does that mean that something's wrong with me or even like does that mean that God loves this person more than he loves me and it's just very hard and I feel like a lot of teenagers struggle with feeling like something's wrong with them or if mm -hmm. they haven't had a God moment yet 
So how do you feel about that? Well, I've never had uh, an aha moment where the doves come out of the skies and the skies have opened up or anything like that. But I think I think God uses so many different forms to communicate with us. For me, um, he communicates um, through the actions of other people, um, through music. Uh, I remember after my mother passed away in 2009, um, I was driving it the, the very first morning I drove back to work. A song came on the radio, and I, I'm horrible with, with remembering artists and, and the names of songs, but the words that I remember are, um, there's no, mo no more, more sorrow, nor mo no more pain, um, and I knew that she she was in a good place because she suffered a lot before she passed away and it that just that to me that was God saying I've got your mama and she's okay and you're going to be okay too so I think we have to learn um and accept that God talks to us in different ways um it's um you know it can you can be feeling really down one day and you get a call from that person um, that makes your whole day brighter. Yeah. Is it just that person or was God instrumental in having that person call you? Right. So I think he uses a lot of different forms of communication. Yeah. And like you said before, it's not always like it's little things. It's not always going to be this big, huge thing. God speaks right. to us in just little little ways to show that right. he loves us and he's listening to us. And I think I would rather have a lot of little things along the way than one big event and never, never hear him again. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So number nine is where do you most see God's touch? I see it in nature. I see it in the beauty that he has, has created for us. Um, I also see it in some of his children, um, especially when you see a change of heart in somebody because we can't do that. Yeah. God's the only one that can do that, and it just blows me away when you um, have a friend that has really fought against believing in God, and then they have that heart transformation. Yeah. It, oh, best feeling ever. Yeah. Yeah. And I especially see every time that I go to the ocean, and this seems like a little thing, but always just the vastness of the ocean yeah. just, like, amazes me, and I always see God. I see that in the mountains and just, you know, um, I'm learning that as I get older. I'm not a big fan of bugs, yeah. but I, I, have to, I have to admit that he created them as well for a reason. Yeah. And I'm trying to learn to, re to respect that, especially if they stay out of my territory, I'll leave them alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So... 
my last, the last question is probably my favorite question. Um, it is, when did you realize that you are God's child and that he has unconditional love for you? Well, I think it was when um, I thought a lot about this. Uh, my mom passed away in 2009. And um, sounds kind of silly. This is one of those, those moments that God, God orchestrated. But I was having my hair cut by a good friend, and we had been sharing uh, each other's losses over the last few years. And I told him, I said, well, I've not really thought about it, but I'm an orphan now. And he said, no, you are not. And I'm like, uh, yeah, both my parents are gone. I think I am. He goes, no. He said, you are and you always will be God's daughter. And those were just, God knew knew I needed to hear those words. Yeah. And um, and that that's where we get back to listening to how God communicates with you. That was a friend, Helen, reassuring me that, I wasn't alone, that God had my back, and he was always going to have my back. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we are done with the questions. So now I'm going to give some verses that would be good if you feel uncertain about your faith. Um, and I think Rebecca has some, too, that she would like to share. Um, but mine uh, are Psalm 18, verse 2 through verse 3. And then Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5 through 7. So those are mine. If you would like to share any, Dan. Um, probably the two that I navigate to, my mind navigates to quicker or Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ, uh, which strengthens me. And um, years ago, I was going through a very um, tough, tough time. It was before I met my husband, and um, just things were not going well. And I learned through some readings that Christ resides in each one of us. And what we have to do is turn those problems and issues over to the Christ that dwells within us. And then we go free from that, and he works it out. He takes care of it. So that was a, a very powerful um, learning experience on my part. And then the other ones that I, the other one that I really like is Proverbs 3, verse 6. In all the ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And uh, that's when I was talking, we were talking about prayer. And I said, I, I asked him, you know, for little things. And it's like, okay, God, you know, I need this. Help me out. Yeah. And I know that he's going to, he's going to be there. I just have to breathe and be calm and wait for his answer. May not always be the answer that I want, but I believe it's the best answer for me. So. All right, so uh, we're going to go ahead and start closing this up, but we can take this time to give any advice. You can take this time to give any more advice they want to or to give some closing words. I would say for 
all the young ladies out there that hopefully will be listening to this podcast to remember that you are an amazing daughter of God. You're uniquely created. And if you will invite him into the driver's seat, and what I mean by that, ask him to direct your thoughts and your decisions. Um, you will be amazed at how he will turn things out. But, um, you know, I'm very um, humbled that you would ask me to participate in this. And um, I, I know that he's going to do amazing things through you. Thank you. Um, so it was awesome to have you here. And I'm so glad that you gave your opinion and that it really helped me and gave me new insight on things. Good. Um, Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wisdom for the Journey. Make sure to tune into the next episode where I go in depth with Sally Queen about perfectionism, how it affects us, how to get out of a mindset of perfectionism, and how to love yourself without feeling a need to be perfect. You can find all episodes of Wisdom for the Journey on Spotify and YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Wisdom for the Journey.